0: And some of my best concert memories were at the Metro.
1: Nick and I went to go see, was it Goblin? Yeah, at the Metro. And we were, we we parked like several blocks away. You know, by the time we found, by the time when you get to your car, you're like in the country, you know, there's like yeah. trees and I think there's
0: a cemetery <laughs> nearby or something like yes, that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I remember Well, that.
1: we veered down this one, we turned down this one street to get to the car and there's this dude just standing there and i'm like that motherfucker looks familiar but that's kind of weird that it would even be a thing and he's looking at me and i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and we're getting closer and closer and i went like hey fucker and dude's like hey you son of a bitch <laughs> and it, it was jason crane <laughs> and <we, laughs> next, like i almost thought i had to pull a knife dude <laughs> like <laughs> Like what the hell are you doing on the middle of nowhere he goes i was at the goblin show and i just nice it's like oh okay (laughs) see this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna talk about a boogie and i'm gonna play one
0: Ah, the Cabaret Metro, Chicago, Illinois, the place where people go to see long lost friends.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was
0: a fun night. Anyway. Yeah. This is Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve trying to figure out how to do the right thing when things are hard. (laughs) I was um, driving home from picking up my son from school, from high school. And he just out of the blue goes, you know, I get the feeling that most people are working, whether whether you're talking about school or a job or whatever. Most people are really just working at keeping bad stuff from happening rather than like working to create something good. Yeah. And it just stopped me. I was driving. I almost pulled over. <laughs> I <laughs> gotta just... process this kid. Hang on. Stop me in my tracks, right? <laughs> and uh, I was like, "How did you like? Wh- where did that like? What what made you think of that? Right? Obviously, you're right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what made you think of that?" He's like, "Well, I was sitting in school, and you know, a lot of people is even the people in the AP class because he's taking a couple of AP classes, right? He's not exactly, mm-hmm. you know, we we talked a couple weeks ago about the academics thing." These days, he's not exactly, you know, um, in that category of student, (laughs) you know, the National Honor Society and top of your class and all that stuff, but he's in class with people who are, Mm -hmm. and the types of questions they ask, and when they, when there's class participation and presentations and stuff, Mm -hmm. like the way they come across, it's just real clear. They're not in there because they're super interested, and it's kind of disillusioning for him because he thought... Oh, I get into these AP classes, and everybody's going to be there because they like want to learn this stuff. They're on his interested level. Interested in it. Yeah, yeah. And we're all we're going to have these great conversations and challenge the material and all this stuff. No, they're just trying to figure out what's going to be on the test. How do I get a good grade on the test? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said he's trying to figure out why. And he he he's like, I think it's because if they get a bad grade on the test, like everything they're to go to college and to get the AP and to get all this stuff goes away. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're not really interested in the material. They're interested in not getting a bad grade. Mm-hmm. So they're going to work hard to not get the bad grade. And he's like, I thought about that. And then I thought about like your stories from work. And then, you know, we talk about, you know, the, nobody wants to work in the labor market and just how labor is in her capitalist culture. He's like, whether whether it's healthcare or putting a roof over your head or food or not going to jail, basically being poor is illegal in this country. Yeah, um, in in our in our Western culture, like if you don't work and make some kind of money, you somehow <laughs> mm-hmm. you that's illegal, mm-hmm. right? And you will end up facing bad consequences first of all you won't get health care you'll have trouble putting food on the table you'll have and and obviously i'm talking about you know people who aren't fortunate enough to have somebody help them you know Mm -hmm. um and and so he's like so why are people working it's to keep your and i was like i starting to think about myself obviously not poor (laughs) i was like why do i work and mm-hmm. and I thought about this thing we did at work the other day where it was just a fun little exercise where we said, hey, what if you got, the, the way the guy worded the question was weird. Because he's like, uh, what if Elon Musk gave you a million dollars and said, mm-hmm. the only condition is you have to start a company. What would you, what kind of company would you start? And uh, my for, my immediate two thoughts were, first of all, I'd give it back to him because I'm like, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> he'd tell you he was going to give it to you then not give it to you there'd be some kind of scumbag string attached right and i'm like this i can't afford to take a million dollars from elon musk so like let's forget for a second that it's elon musk second a million dollars ain't nowhere near enough to start a company (laughs) not
1: not anything that's going to make any kind of money
0: right so i was like but in the spirit of the question i get what you're asking right I'll be interested to hear what people say. This is at my company, which is a startup entrepreneurial trying to grow a business, right? Mm-hmm. Company. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm wondering what people are gonna say. One dude's like electric uh jet ski that runs only on electricity, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and hydroelectricity. So like... yeah, hydroelectricity. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's like, there's there's e- there's uh electric cars, why can't there be electric jet skis? I'm like, type, type, type. Like maybe your business could be a dealership for electric jet skis (laughs) because they they already have them and maybe that could be your business. Yeah. Another guy's like a brewery where you come and can brew your own. And another guy's like, you know, some other off the wall thing. And then somebody else is like, I would help people I'd start an animal shelter or some kind of way to help feed people. And, you know, and then people are like catching on that. Oh, this is it's time to signal a virtue. It's like, oh, yeah, something that helps people, some kind of yeah, charity, yeah. build home. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets to me, and I'm a smart ass. No, <laughs> so no. I, I, said, and I don't know where your kid gets it. <laughs> so I said, I would start a company, VAT, and then recited our company's vision and <laughs> mission. <laughs> and everybody laughed. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, obviously, I'm kind of being a smart aleck here. So I don't say ass at work. But... Obviously, I'm being a smart aleck, but I was like, I was a little surprised that nobody said anything like um, helping get drugs to market quicker to help patients or, you Mm -hmm. know, I would invent a medical device that helps patients somehow, you know, I was a little surprised that nobody came up with that. But what it told me was a very important thing, which is don't pretend that the people at your company, even if you're a white collar, like high end consulting firm, like Mm -hmm. my company is don't pretend for a second that that's where people would be and that's what they would be doing. If somebody handed them a million dollars. Right. Right. We're here. I'm there to prevent <laughs> bad stuff from happening. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't pay the light bill, if I don't pay the light bill, is that, that what our parents called it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Cause obviously the only reason we have electricity is lights. <laughs> the light well, bill.
1: So, you know, you, you give me you give me a million dollars to start a business that will help people and make me money. I will start a lawn care business that gets started at 10 o'clock in the morning. Not <laughs> and, and it's done by three. And it's done by three. Yes. Most importantly, yes.
0: Also done by three. And not work on weekends. <laughs> I like our lawn care business idea that we came up with over Messenger. And this is free for anybody that wants to do it. Yeah, and and if you do it. Tradition i will I will campaign to get you to be our lawn care service here at the uh, at the suburban subdivision in which I live. And it is a lawn care service who charges you a fee, a monthly fee never changes. It's always, you know, it's just like a membership. and mm-hmm. we your grass will never be over a certain length, right as measured by whoever wants to measure it, right?
1: So the yards taken, which
0: means, if we're not getting a lot of rain, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have to come out and cut it as often, right? So yeah. Yeah. I make more profit.
1: If we, we get a ton that. of rain, yep.
0: then I I might not get as much profit because your grass is going to grow faster, right? But it but I'm not going to be coming out every weekend just because I get paid every time I come out, right? Which is the I, current model. And so they're out there whether they need to be or not cutting grass. Yep. At, and they do as many yards as they can. Yeah in a day. So they're starting at 6 a.m. and ending at 8 p.m. when I'm trying to just relax on my deck. Yep. Anyway, so <laughs> my question is that, so I, yeah, I, I posted that on Facebook and I think a few people took it, um, the way I kind of thought they would, I, I was going to clarify what I meant. Um, just because I knew kind of how it sounded when I said, you know, cause there's that everybody's working to, prevent bad stuff from happening rather than working towards something good Mm -hmm. sort of sounds like something that would be written in a coffee table book yeah, yeah. for wine moms, right? It's like, don't just survive, get out there and thrive. Now the person that posted uh, a reply about Maslow's hierarchy was close. Cause I thought of that too. I thought uh, you hear about Maslow's hierarchy a lot. Which mm. is, I should have, For the talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Maslow's hierarchy basically says, it's a psychological theory, you know, that says uh, it's sort of a pyramid sort of thing that, that basically you have to satisfy the lower levels
1: mm-hmm. on
0: the pyramid before you can ever work on the higher levels on the pyramid. And if you don't have your basic needs met, Uh you you're always going to be in this sort of survival mode. The lowest level being physiological air, water, shelter, food, sleep, clothing, reproduction. Uh So if you're, if you can't breathe, it's like, how, how, uh, how do you feel about your salary right now? Or do you feel there are, promotion and advancement opportunities where you're working. Dude, I can't breathe. Air is the most important thing right now. <laughs> man. Air can't even get in. <laughs> That's how exclusive this place is. They don't even let air in. Nope, not on the list. Or if you're worried about where your next meal is, right? And then above that is safety, you know, personal security, employment, resources, mm-hmm. health, property, love and belonging is the next level above that. So friendships, intimacy, family, esteem is above that respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, that kind of thing. And then self-actualization is the highest level where you want to be the most you can be, you know, you want to have mm-hmm. a life well-lived let's yeah. say. and you want to be admired and like have something great written on your tombstone and maybe plan your own funeral. I was thinking about that. The, uh, the queen's <laughs> husband died before her. And he, uh, the queen of the United Kingdom, so I'm talking about, I know there are other queens, like Latifah. <laughs> Shh, don't, 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 don't
1: be, you know, don't, don't, jinx put it, those,
0: right? don't put those negative waves out there. Um, RuPaul. Anyway, um, he planned his own funeral, her husband did. Mm. And it, he designed the Land Rover that carried his casket. And on first blush I go, "Wow, oh, what a life that must be where like all the bi- your biggest concern is planning your own funeral." Then I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what a life that must be where you got to sit around thinking about your own funeral." <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Anyway, so basically that's the, the Maslow's hierarchy is what popped into my head mm. as we were talking about it and it makes sense because in you know, when you read business books, they talk about Maslow's hierarchy all the time. Where they're like, if you want to motivate somebody to work, right? Mm -hmm. You have to meet their most basic needs, physiological and safety, or just say they have to have those needs met because they're not going to be able to concentrate on the work Mm -hmm. and be creative and all this stuff. If they're worried about, you know, is my utility bill going to be cut off? Am I going to be able to get a physical this year? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably part of why a lot of companies provide health care, right? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, there are other reasons they do it, more cynical reasons. But, you know, one of them is if you're worried about what if my kids get sick, you, it's hard to be like get ready for the next meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the problem is I don't – I think Paul's right. We haven't made it out of safety needs. We're still like a lot of people are in physiological needs and a lot of people are in safety needs. So I wasn't talking about some kind of new age, like, hey, everybody, stop living from scarcity. You should yeah. live from abundance. And, like you, you know, like you have a gong. And you're like, get, mm. get up. Uh, yeah, everybody, yeah, Get out there and hustle. Create something good rather than just trying to keep something bad from happening. Well, look. What he was talking about, what my son was talking about, and the way I took it, the way I've been thinking about things is that sounds great. (laughs) But you've got millions, tens, hundreds of millions of people not having their basic physiological and safety Mm. needs met. You can't just go to them and say, have you tried being happier? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Have you just tried budgeting and managing your money a
0: little better? Maybe lay off the avocado toast.
1: Man, avocado toast is delicious. I'm not giving it, it up delicious. for nothing.
0: And it's not. It's it will not pay your rent if you give it up. <laughs> like I can tell you.
1: I mean, how much avocado somebody should do the math. Like how much avocado toast would you have to give up to be able to pay your rent? You
0: should do the or math your, or your student loan. And then pile up that much uh toast and avocados and take a picture of it and be like, Yeah, this every month, twelve months of the year. Every year is what yeah. you would have to stop eating. If anybody's eating that much avocado toast, you got more problems than rent.
1: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. The, most people need a visual representation. It's like when you, uh, when you uh, have people draw the line of what they think the uh, the lowest to the highest wage gap is. Yeah, and they draw this line mm, like yeah. this, but it's really that. You know, it's an L.
0: Hey forgot. Siri, how much do avocados cost?
1: <laughs> Check it
0: out. Well, she didn't just tell me how much avocados are. Oh, two dollars well, and sixty cents for an avocado. Two dollars
1: and sixty cents for an avocado.
0: Yeah, and you put like half of one. If you're putting a whole avocado on a piece of toast, that's too much avocado on it. Well, yeah. So you put like a half. So it's like a dollar thirty's worth. Let's t- let's call it two dollars, just to, you know inflation. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Biden. Um, and,
1: and and most people who eat avocado toast don't just put that on some Wonder Bread. They usually use a little bit better bread. So that's probably like, what, five bucks a loaf? Five bucks a loaf,
0: yeah. What do you get, like 10, 12 slices in a loaf? Uh,
1: with that kind of, When you're spending that kind of money on a loaf of bread, yes. You're getting about so, six slices of
0: bread. So, okay, call it a dollar. So $3 for, that's, we're being generous here. Yeah. $3, if you do it every day, like, Avocado toast. I don't need avocado. I've had avocado toast a couple of times. Let's just say you're doing it every day. Three dollars yep. a day times thirty is nine hundred. Three times thirty is ninety. So ninety bucks a month. Where where can you get rent for ninety bucks a month?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, because I want to move there. I want to I want to go to there. <laughs> 90 bucks a month
0: yeah well oh well, i'm not just talking about the avocado toast what about also the lattes okay six bucks a day on lattes there's another 180 bucks there's uh 300 uh 360 bucks uh i, I mean 270 200 i can't do math it's three <laughs> times nine 270 270 bucks a month uh you still can't get rent for 270 but rent's like two thousand dollars a month mm-hmm right? Point being, uh, so here's the last point I'll make, and then I'll get to the question of the day. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> point being the way, uh, call it whatever you want. Corporatism, capitalism, our particular brand of capitalism. I don't care what you want to call it. I'm just going to call it capitalism. Yeah. The way it works is the especially in the service economy, which we've covered before, Mm-hmm. you have to squeeze as much cost out as you can
1: mm-hmm.
0: to make profit um, and carry that profit back to Seattle or, you know, the Bay Area or wherever, you know, Walmart, uh, Arkansas, Walmart, Arkansas. Yeah, Walmart. It might as well be Walmart, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Wherever all of this profit goes back to you, right? So you can line the pockets of the rich. um, In order to do that and keep the stock going up, because if the stock's not going up, Everybody seems to lose their mind, right? Yeah, including all be all of civilization. Exactly. Even the politicians are like, "No, we got to keep the stocks going up, otherwise we won't get reelected." You know. That's
1: a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so how do you make the stock go up? You got to make more money. You got to make more profit. You got to grow. One way you can grow is to sell more stuff. Another way you can grow is to pinch cost. When you're in a service economy, most of your cost is in your labor, Mm -hmm. which means you've got to pay people as little as possible, (laughs) Yeah, which means people are barely able to afford rent. People are barely able to afford to get to work. People can't afford health care. And when you're in your 20s, 30s, you're kind of like, I don't get sick. What do I care? I'm not buying insurance. Right. And then something happens. You're screwed. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people are in debt. A lot of people are. Uh barely able to make. rents are going up like crazy. Cause the mm-hmm. landlords are sitting there like, I'm going to raise the rent as high as I can
1: you because know? I can,
0: because I can. Right. And, um, Oh, <laughs> that's the other thing. My son says, he's like, I don't get it. He's like, and he, he's very, he's not like being abstract about this. He's being uh-huh. very practical and specific about it. If you don't pay your power bill, which I used to call the white bill, yeah. they will turn it off mm-hmm. in the middle of winter. Yep. If you don't pay your gas bill, they will turn it off. And some people go, oh, well, no, they'll wait until spring. I'm like, oh, well, praise be to God. Right. They'll wait yeah. till spring to cut off my gas. Right. Yeah. Now I can't cook. I can't, I yep. don't have hot water. And by the way, I'm not talking about a year. I'm not talking about six months. I'm not talking about three months. You miss one or two payments and they will turn it off. Then you gotta pay them to come turn it back on. Yep. And he looks at me like, What kind of society are we building here? What that doesn't make any sense to me. Basically, we're telling people yeah. to, to exist in this mm-hmm. world. You have to go work.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then we wonder why people go, I'm only here to do my job. I'm not here to do anything else yep. because I have to work to live. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's my question. I don't want my kids to have a scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to grow up thinking the only reason for work is so that I don't get my, you know, utilities turned off and so I can have food and stuff. As a parent, this is what's in my head. Obviously, Mm -hmm. my kid has grown up to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. What do we do as parents to be like, we want our kids to have an abundant mentality. We want them to see the world as a place where they can go create something good and help people and not just have to go to a drudge, drudgery job, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my question. How are we helping the parents out there? <laughs> how have we done it? <laughs> how have we done it? How How do we raise our kids to have <sighs> this more of an abundance mentality?
1: the, the... Are you are you asking me or the audience? Because I ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> well, here's
0: Honestly. what we've done. Here's here's what you and I, I think have done. I think you're going to resonate with a lot of these things. These may not be the right way to do it, and these mm. may not they may not end up working. But <laughs> here's what I think we've done. Mm-hmm. One is we've used humor. <laughs> my so, my therapist calls it a coping mechanism. I I see what your kids post right and. They see <laughs> the ridiculousness inherent in the system. Yes. <laughs> help yes. help. I'm being repressed. <laughs> help, help, I'm being ridiculed. Now you see the ridiculous inherent ridiculousness inherent in the system. <laughs> <laughs> um so I think that's part of it. Like, yeah. like as a as a parent, like I've joked with my kids about it. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, you know, yeah, we, you know because they have people in their lives who say capitalism is the best thing that's ever happened to the world. Right. Hmm. They've and been
1: punched in the nose yet.
0: And America is the best country in the world. And mm-hmm. from an early age, my kids would go, why is that? What makes America the best, best country, mm-hmm. you know, which is sacrilege. It's like asking, why am I supposed to pray to God? Right. Yeah. It's it because it's become a religion in our country, yep. <laughs> you know, uh which was in that podcast that i sent you recently so now i gotta write a note links in the show notes link to that podcast link to that what did they call it they call it the civil religion didn't they something like that yeah the belief in america to the point of it's just faith yeah you don't have to have an answer to well what makes america the greatest country in the world what makes america worth fighting for yeah, You don't have to have a well-thought-out, logical, convincing answer because it's just faith. Well, of yep. course America is the best country in the world, right? Because it's what we were told. Um, so they asked the question because that's one. Okay. We're, is, if we're coming up with a list, one is humor. Another mm-hmm. is encouraging our kids to always question. Yeah. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything at faith. Yeah. Always ask questions. Scientific method. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, Socratic method. If somebody tells you something, it's okay to ask why.
1: Yeah,
0: you ask why. People
1: hard to be asked why by your kids all
0: the time. That's a that was a balance when they were little. I was like, (laughs) I want my kids. I want to encourage my kids to ask why. But if they ask me why fifteen times,
1: one fucking time,
0: (laughs) explained it to them. I was like, you know, sometimes as your parent, I'm just gonna know, and I'm not gonna explain it to your satisfaction yeah when that happens I may cut off the questioning and we may be like <laughs> this is what do it for now that's not that's not this <laughs> yeah that is not this but anyway so <laughs> America's greatest country in the world why well because it's the oh, okay you ready <laughs> somebody yeah, who's yeah. not used to be at, being asked why answered this way yeah because America is the only country in the world where you can anybody. Anybody who wants to can just go ahead and start a business and grow that business and make a living if they want to. And and that's why America's the greatest country. And when they came back and told me that answer, I was like, did they say anything about like why there are no businesses in France? Or why, yeah, why there are no we, businesses in China? or Why, there why are no do we business?
1: import stuff from other countries?
0: <laughs> it's like, are they saying there are no businesses in their country? Or what, what are they, exactly are they saying? It's like, no, there are businesses in other countries. Somebody started them. I know some of the people that started them. So that's not it. <laughs> yeah. But so humor, always question why. Um, the other thing I was telling uh, my kids is like, uh, this whole thing of like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I said, mm-hmm. that's kind of BS.
1: A hundred percent BS.
0: Um, because I said, there's a couple of things wrong with that. One is you find something you love to do, do it because you love to do it. Yeah. If you can make, mo- if somehow you're able to make money doing that, awesome. Yes. You won the lottery, right? Yep. Not, not very common, but don't start out thinking I'm doing this so that i can make money yep. because now you just turn something you love to do into a job <laughs> and you're yep. going to end up hating it yep yes so find something that because we live in the society you have to participate or you will die <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: um... but so find something that you can do mm-hmm. that will bring money in mm-hmm. and be really careful with that money. Don't do what your dad did. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to save some of it because nobody's going to be there to help you later on after mm-hmm. I'm dead. You might, you're not going to get much inheritance from me because I suck. Um, <laughs> so you got to save some of it. You've got to be charitable with some of it. And there, and you've got to say, you know, so you've got to so manage your money well but find a job that you don't hate what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you could find something sort of related to something you like, or don't mind doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just find the meaning in it somehow. If you're, um, a, you're a, a server at a restaurant, find something about it that interests you.
1: Right?
0: Mm-hmm. You like meeting people. You like talking to people. You're going to, you're going to hate some of it because your boss is going to suck. And some of the, Customers, especially on Sundays after church, are going to suck. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> but you know what? Find the humor in that, right? There's a lot well, of funny there, names. There's a lot <laughs> of humor in
1: that. Trust me, I did it for 11 years,
0: <laughs> it, and it sucks. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I just worked my butt off and made two dollars an hour because somehow restaurant owners have scammed the government into believing tips is part of should be part of the minimum wage. You know, should be added in there.
1: I think that got started during the depression. I think I read something Mm. about that. It was a way of basically guilting the customer into covering the part that the employer can't pay. And then, you know, depression ends and employers are like, shh, don't tell them it's over. Got a good thing
0: going here. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So so if you guys didn't know, I didn't know until maybe five or eight years ago because I had to look it up. I hadn't gotten an argument with my dad about minimum wage. And, uh, it turned out I was wrong. Um, and yes, you know, um, if minimum, I'll say just round numbers, say minimum wage is $5 an hour. I think it's more than that, but let's just yeah. say it's $5 an hour. You can, it's, it's only like $2 an hour for servers in mm-hmm. restaurants. And I mean, they
1: can, you can, you can pay a server regular money or you can opt not to. That's the that's... bullshit about that whole thing. Because every the restaurant that I worked at, that's what they did. They opted not to.
0: So just to be clear on what you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: minimum wage, you can pay more than minimum wage <laughs> as a company. So all you business owners out there, all you restaurant owners, you're allowed to pay more. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the, what is it, the Chris Rock joke about how minimum wage means I'd pay you less,
1: but it's illegal. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, so it's like, say it's $2 an hour. Um, mm-hmm. And then you take all the tips you made in that period, divide mm-hmm. it by however many hours you worked. And if it does not um, add up to the $5 an hour minimum wage, the employer does have to make up the difference, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To get it up to the $5 an hour. Yeah. If you make more than enough tips that would have gotten you to $5 an hour. The employer doesn't have to do anything, right? So in other words, you got to work your butt off just to get to minimum wage. Then you got to keep working your butt off if you want to make more than minimum wage. And the restaurant owners will always be like, oh, that's our... The restaurant owners will pull at the customer's heartstrings. I didn't know that about the depression, but it makes total sense. Uh And they're still doing it. Yeah. Like the restaurants will say, "Uh, don't forget, they depend on your tips. Don't forget to tip. You know, they they depend on your tips. Don't forget the tip. They depend on your tips. Why don't you pay them more?
1: You don't care they're counting on your tips to live? You know what this is? It's the world's smallest violin playing just for the waitresses.
0: You don't have any idea what you're talking about. These people bust their ass. This is a hard job. Waitressing is the number one occupation for female non-college graduates in this country. It's the one job basically any woman can get and make a living on. The reason is because of their tips.
1: All right, ramblers, let's get rambling. Wait a minute. Who didn't throw in? Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink? Why not? You don't tip. You don't tip? What do you mean you don't tip? You don't believe in it. Shut up. What do you mean you don't believe in it? Come on, you. Cough up a bucket, cheap bastard. I paid for your goddamn breakfast. All right, since you pay for the breakfast, I'll put in. But normally I would never do this what you normally would do um, isn't it funny how it always comes back to the food service industry? That's just how important food is, I guess because every <laughs> argument that ever happens somehow people who work in the food service industry are the supposedly the laziest, most
0: unwanting to work people in the world. they work their butts but off I can confirm I know man i I did it one time and it was <laughs> it was a volunteer thing and mm. And when I was in college,
1: with
0: mm-hmm. my fraternity, and there was like this event. And it's like, oh, all you got to do is serve the food. Everybody gets the same thing. You just carry mm-hmm. it around, and tr- tr- hand it out at the table. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if people want more coffee, more tea, whatever, you take more mm-hmm. coffee, more tea. I swear to God, that's the easiest, like, in my head. That's how I was thinking about it. <laughs> And, okay, so compared to any other ser- server job, I would imagine, though I've never done another one, I would imagine the other one, it only gets harder from there is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was hard, but it only gets harder from there because now you, if you got to take people's orders and then remember who ordered what and then have people get annoyed with you if you put the wrong plate down in somebody, oh, I didn't order the chicken, I ordered the beef. It's like. Yeah, some people come to restaurants ready to fight. <laughs> I got so mad I flailed my arm and unplugged my ear. Earphone. <laughs> I, I was horrible at it dude I, yeah. I was like excuse me could i get some more tea i'm like absolutely i go back to the thing and i get the picture of tea i i look out across the sea of tables and i'm like i don't even know what table just asked me for tea uh, who wanted more tea <laughs> so i said who wanted more tea and 18 hands come up right? i'm like <laughs> oh that was mistake number well two. i'll never find that guy right? hopefully that guy gets some tea at some point because it ain't gonna <laughs> right. be for me it was horrible. I would not have made any tips. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. I, I dated somebody who did it. And she asked me to start coming and sitting there during her shift mm-hmm. because there was this guy that kept showing up and stalking her. She was yeah. 16. Yeah. That's right. Thing. And she didn't feel safe doing her job.
1: Yep. That's another thing.
0: So I, I took my six foot four self, 200 pound over there. I'm like, I'll protect you. That's right. That's what I do. Is there a problem? So, anyway, okay. So, what have we got so yeah, far? Yeah, well, we, where are we going? We've got humor. Mm-hmm. We've got, um, what was the second thing? The second thing was, mm-hmm. oh, don't do what you love <laughs> as you're living. Yeah. Because then you'll be, you got to have that thing that you do mm-hmm. when you step away from work. You got to have that thing. And you've got to make sure you budget your it, time so that you have it. 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: When I, um, I, I, I made my boss at the time, like furious at me one day, cause I used to be, I used to do janitorial work at a hospital here in town. And she was like, you've got to work your life around your work schedule. And literally those words came out of her mouth. And I'm mm-hmm. like, lady, and that wasn't the <laughs> word I used. Lady, <laughs> I don't even think about, it. see that door? When I'm two feet out of that door, this place doesn't exist, and you know when this place exists. When I'm two feet in front of that door, ready to swipe my card and walk in. When yeah. I'm out there, I'm out there. When I'm in <laughs> here, I'm in here. And you're gonna get hundred percent out of me. So what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> what do you want? What more do you want from me? Yeah,
0: right. So this advice is probably advice I need to turn on myself. You know, Um, because I have not done a good job of that one. Like I. <laughs> my things away from work are this and mm-hmm. raising my kids those are my things
1: well, those are pretty good things though
0: they're great things right they're wonderful things but they're if you go back 10 12 years there are other things that i loved doing that i just yeah. stopped doing you know because i'm yeah. like only so much time in a day right mm-hmm. the other thing is this whole working remotely thing like as mm-hmm. great as it sounds and i love it and i don't want to stop doing it but it's hard to like. I'm sitting at home here. This is my office. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what does leaving work actually mean? Does it mean standing yeah. up from here and going over there? You know. Right.
1: I've seen plenty of TikToks where it's like uh, the the joke is like, working from working remotely is like this, and it's like, okay, um, all right, well that that concludes this meeting. But if anybody else click, the laptop <laughs> is shut and you're out the door. It's yeah. like. Yep. Okay. All you had to say was, that concludes this meeting, clunk. Yeah. We're
0: done. <laughs> I probably told you this story before with this, this uh, borderline lunatic that started a multi-billion dollar company down in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Bill Cook. He's no longer with us. He'll be missed. Um, he died about 15 years ago. So I guess he's been being missed for a while. Um, he st- he's he's He was a salesman from somewhere up north. I want to say Minnesota or Wisconsin or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he was traveling salesman, sold medical supplies, and got caught in a snowstorm in Bloomington, Indiana, fell in love with it, decided he was moving there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, I'm going to move here with my wife and start my own business. Mm-hmm. So he opened up medical supplies business out of his apartment in Bloomington, Indiana.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dude would, and he made stents basically, which okay. it was brilliant because they weren't very regulated mm-hmm. at the time. And basically, a stent is just like a tube within a tube. So you could just yeah. buy the tubing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you just need to cut it to length, stick it in the other tube, right? And you got, you got a stent. You put it in a thing, make sure it's sterile, sell it to my, doctors. So then you would parents... just...
1: My parents got enough stints in them to basically
0: be a uh, a crazy straw, one of those. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I know all about stints. <laughs> so he'd make them in his apartment, and then drive around and sell them, right? And now that company, it's the, it's it's a multi, it's still privately owned, mm-hmm. and like four of the five richest people in Indiana are family members, and they're worth billions of dollars, right? But anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story was, what I think is hilarious, and I tell it every chance I get, and I just got a chance, I'm telling it. In
1: mm-hmm.
0: his apartment, he was making these stents, right? Dude would wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Put his suit on, cinch mm-hmm. up his tie, right? Mm-hmm. Go into the, the kitchen, you know, get his paper, like the dad in Christmas Story. Right? <laughs> Read his paper, drink his coffee. Wife would put his eggs and bacon in front of him, you know, how's, you know, have a good day, honey, right? Oh, I better get going. Time to go to work. Fold his Kiss paper up. Kiss the wife on the forehead. On. You know. Kiss the wife on the forehead. I'll be home for lunch. You know, See you at lunchtime. She's like, okay, what time will we be home for lunch? You know, noon, whatever. Okay, you get up, stand up from the table, push in his chair, walk into the spare bedroom,
1: <laughs> close mm-hmm. the
0: door, start making a stents, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> make a stents, make a stents all morning. Oh, It's noon. You know, put his work down, stand up, walk into the kitchen. Hi, honey, home for lunch. He's like, oh, good. I've got some leftover roast beef. You some know what I mean? Some avocado Some avocado Dude would sit there and eat his lunch. You know, oh, it's 1230. Lunch is over. Get up, go back in the other room with his tie, his suit, make his stents and stuff. And that story was not told to show you how eccentric and borderline uh, <laughs> psychotic this guy was. That's not why they told the story. They told the story to show you his work ethic and what he mm-hmm. expects from everyone else. Like mm-hmm. if you even asked about working remotely, they would tell you that story. It's like, no, when you're at work, you work. And when you're when you're not at work, that's when you cannot work. We want you to think about work, but right. don't work when you're not at work. You work at work and you got to be here. So I was like, oh, this place. Anyway. <laughs> The ghost of Bill Cook still haunted the hallways. Is what I, I mean,
1: you, you, you know as well as anybody the exact amount of work that goes into a white-collar work environment, like your day-to-day, where mm. like, like 45 minutes out of your entire day is actual work work. Everything else is gibber jabber smoozing and, and, and bathroom trips, and maybe lunch. So, If you would, would you walk us through a typical day for you? Yeah. Great. Well, I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door. That way Lumberg can't see me. (laughs) And uh, after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Uh, space space out? Yeah, I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual, work. My dad's working model um because he he realized back in the late 70s that factory work was going away. Yeah. So he told me uh, several years ago what he did was he took and, and it sounds so cliché but it 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 worked for him because he's been doing the same job for he's been doing he's had this business for almost 50 years now. He goes Take something that you know people need, that you don't hate doing, and mm. turn that into your business. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. For Fifty years.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. No, that that works. And and
1: and and, and t- to be honest, he loves it. He's not. Yeah. You know, he he's he's. I get my cynicism from somebody. <laughs> um, he, he actually does love what he does another thing that may sound cliche and maybe this works for people, maybe it doesn't, but one of the things that I do, I've always done with my kids that I don't know whether it helps or not, but it definitely alleviates a lot of stress when you're focused on, you know, survival mode and making the money and stuff. Don't put that much emphasis on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, if, if, it's not, when when your race is run, you're going to look back and ask yourself what was important to me and what, you're still going to die. No amount of money in the world. I, unless these billionaires, the, like the, the, the was a Bezos and Musk and what's the, uh, the virgin dude, what's his name? I've, yeah. un, unless they've got it figured out, like maybe there's a secret we don't know about. No amount of money in the world is going to keep you out of the ground, so don't put that much emphasis on it.
0: You'll Apparently, be yeah,
1: you'll be poor, but you'll be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's you probably that sums it up right there. And the Queen of England just died. Actually, she's the Queen of the United Kingdom, which is more than just England. So <laughs> no, I know that, <laughs> but it sounds better to say Queen of England. Okay. I mean,
1: personal opinion, you know, notwithstanding. Yes, but please yeah. go on.
0: <laughs> no, your your point is well made. It's uh, don't get to the end of your life and just look back and go, okay, what was it all for? Uh, what so? Don't put so much emphasis on it. I like the sound of that. It's like it's a job.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. your
0: job. Yeah. Yes, we live in a society which, by the way, you know, I know this isn't. This is sort of one of those uh, meditation. A neg- I think they call it like negative visualization, mm-hmm. and it's actual. It's an actual technique that some meditation teachers teach. Mm-hmm. Imagine yourself in a different situation, a much mm-hmm. worse one, that's very realistic. Right? You you could be. There are lots of places you could live in this world mm-hmm. that are way worse. There are lots of time periods you could live that are way worse. It worked mm-hmm. that that sort of meditation works for some people. It's a horrible, it's only, it only works when self-applied. You cannot say it to somebody else and go, well, it could be worse. Well, that's how
1: we were raised.
0: It never works, right? Oh, we're starving kids in China. It only works if it's self-applied. So I wouldn't try this as a parenting technique Mm -hmm. ever. (laughs) Encourage your kids to, you know, if you're, so inclined to meditate, be mind, study mindfulness and that kind of thing. Maybe they'll discover that technique on their own. Um, but it is, it's not bad advice really to just go, you know what? It's reality. You got to work, but keep your thing for you outside of work. Um, have a sense of humor about it. Um, manage your money. Well,
1: keep your head down. Don't volunteer for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> don't volunteer for nothing. That's what I, whole... that's what I told Arlo when she when she moved out to and when she got her first job. I told us just keep your head down. Don't volunteer for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, this whole quiet quitting thing. I was reading about it. It's like <laughs> this is new.
1: <laughs> yeah, Generation X has is... been quiet quitting since <laughs> since the eighties.
0: Yeah, and that's that's where like um, I struggle a little bit mm-hmm. because. We need people who are ambitious and we need people who are interested in their work enough to create great things, right? Mm -hmm. To move things forward, move society forward, move. Because the last thing you would want, right? Let's say, I don't know, this may be cliche, but you don't want to show, John Mulaney has a bit about this Mm -hmm. (laughs) where, you know, he shows up to the doctor appointment, the guy's coming in he's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, and he's like, uh, talking about something. He's like beats working. Of course, anything beats working, right? It's like, (laughs) you really want your medical professional, like, to give you the impression that they're not that interested in being there. It's like, yes, I'm not going above and beyond for nothing. (laughs) I'm just here to put my time in, get my paycheck and leave, you know, Mm -hmm. like "Mm, there's a balance in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and even if what, there isn't,
1: maybe don't tell people that.
0: I, oh, you know, uh, this podcaster I listened to, maybe you've heard of him, Seth Godin. Mm. Um, <laughs> maybe I've mentioned him. I don't know. But eh, I have to go gee, back and listen to the older episodes. I'm like sure. there was this whole authenticity push for a while. Like, oh, you got to be authentic at work. Yeah. We want people to be authentic at work. And he's like, no, we don't. I mean, <laughs> do you want your doctor to be authentic? You know, no, you want them to be authentic in their role right you don't want them to lie to you and you don't want them to be like pretending they know something about medicine you want them to actually know something about medicine right but if they had a bad day you don't want them to be authentically having their bad day while they're like <laughs> you know getting yeah. ready to operate on you or something right <laughs> you want your doctor to seem confident and you want your doctor to seem like oh you know i got plenty of rest last night you know i'm not hungover or nothing right I don't want, I
1: don't want my doctor thinking about his crazy ex-wife who's giving him hell while he's got his <laughs> hands in my chest.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's the advice to the kids that you're, that you're giving is like the, the don't volunteer for nothing. What it actually means is do your job, do it well, you're serving the public. So serve them, you know, in a way you'd like to be served, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, you know, don't bring your bad day to work. Cause otherwise you're just gonna make everybody else miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't think that the company is going to reward you for doing extra.
1: That's right? because I, the follow-up to that advice that I give them is the, don't put your whole life into something that's going to replace you before you're in the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, that applies to the, I keep thinking about, you know, bringing it back to other Types of work too and i think it i think it applies because i think about people in the white collar world too you know engineers or whatever mm-hmm. who go you know, what you would say go above and beyond right mm-hmm. there is a big push to stop that <laughs> like yeah. people will people's bosses will call them out people's bosses will go how you know you said you weren't gonna be able to get this done on time it's done. I'm really happy it's done. It's great. It's really helping to move the project along. How did you do it? Well, I just I worked on it over the weekend. I worked extra last week, and it's like sometimes that's required. I mean, sometimes you just kind of have to. Mm-hmm. You're doing it way too much lately. I've heard people's bosses say that and like <laughs> I don't want you doing that anymore. You gotta stop it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there like, I think that is a millennial uh, supervising a Gen Z. I think that's what I just witnessed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You most likely. And it's only going to get better. If that's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. And it's like, yes, be creative. If your job calls for being creative, be creative. If Your job Mm -hmm. calls for like, we can't spell out every single thing you're supposed to do. There's not Mm -hmm. a checklist for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've got to be able to identify and be, um, Take initiative, be proactive. That's part of your job. Do that as part of your job. Mm-hmm. But don't go do some more stuff. Don't work extra hours or don't do something that's not really in your job description because you think somebody's gonna come along and go, Yay, you're great. You did something on your no, most likely somebody's gonna go, that's not in your job description. We don't want you doing that. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> I so. can't tell you how many times I've said that's not my job description.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we came up with a pretty good list. Um <laughs> Maybe Superfan James will type it up and send it to us. <laughs> I will put a link to that. Um, it's it, it seems unrelated, but there's a podcast uh, that that kind of sums up uh, a lot of. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just going to be thinking it relates to everything. It's a, it, it, you know, we just had nine eleven. Do you guys have a nice yeah, nine eleven? Yeah, we yeah, I
1: had, yeah. had my tree it's up nice. and everything.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I think we're going to take her. 9-11 decorations down this week And put up our Halloween decorations We usually <laughs> use 9-11 as their oh, Like that's the you're cutoff You're not putting
1: like, your Christmas decorations up now?
0: I, I I hate seeing Halloween decorations Before 9-11 I'm like, dude, 9-11 <laughs> Then yep, Halloween never, decorations never wear, never wear white after
1: Labor Day It's like these people putting uh, their
0: Christmas decorations up Before Thanksgiving, although I'm in favor of that uh, I ain't gonna lie So whatever, if you want to put your Halloween decorations up <laughs> Before 9-11, that's fine I'm it. just saying what we do um anyway i i don't know where i was going with it i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna take some of my own advice and i'm not gonna try to make up something i don't know where i was going with that podcast episode (laughs) i don't know how it applies uh, that podcast
1: episode yeah put a link to it it absolutely applies to a lot of what we talked about today because we're dealing with we're trying to tell quote-unquote kids today like how how not to screw it up the way we did and they cover a lot of that in in a in an in a, in a adjacent way. Yeah, we'll say.
0: So much of what my mindset has been has been like trying to convince the boomers that they're wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> and being like, "You guys really screwed this up, right? You continue to screw things up by voting for those people and just." <laughs> getting on social media, messing things up. So, so much of my mindset has been, we got to stop them. We got to convince them to stop it. Here's the epiphany I had no more, no longer. We don't have to, how many boomers die every day? I read that somewhere like Mm -hmm. thousands die every day. Sleep well tonight. Um, (laughs) What we need to do now is not convince them of anything. Right. The millennials and the Gen Zs and whatever comes after Gen Z, they're taking over, right? Yep. We need to start talking to them. Yep. And asking them what they need from us. Asking is the key. We don't know. So
1: asking them what we should do is a better idea than what our parents did, which was tell us what to do.
0: Yes. And, And I think... Their heart was in the right place. I think their heart started out in the right place, but then they got frustrated when we wouldn't listen. Um yeah. because what they what I think they thought they were doing is like taking the wisdom of their years and trying yeah. to impart that upon us. Yes. And being like, we've tried that and that didn't work. Or based on our life experience, here's how you should feel about things and here's why America's great and all that stuff, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As opposed to listening to that podcast, that's what really did it is I was like, the way these Gen Z guys, it's a, for everybody else, it's Gen Z talking about nine eleven and how things led up to nine eleven and then how things changed as a result of nine eleven terrorist attacks in the United States. in case we have global listeners who don't know what nine eleven is. Um, and it and it hit me. I was like, the, these Gen Zs need, they may need. I would ask them first before offering it, but it's like, can we help you by telling you or have you help us figure out how did we get here? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Mm because clearly it was the boomers and us that got us here. Well, yeah, pre-boomers, whoever was before, whoever raised the boomers, like all the generations leading up to here got us here. So Mm -hmm. maybe we can help in some way by saying, here's how this happened. And maybe that'll help you figure out a solution. Because you're going to be the one that has to implement the solution. Right. <laughs> so, so that was my.
1: We're all used
0: up. Somebody's... <laughs> we're all used up. Somebody's got to make it. <laughs> I got a good 10 or 15 years left in me. After that, it's potatoes and goats, baby. <laughs> potatoes and goats. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're not going to do any better than that. <laughs> This has been better off dad with Paul and Steve trying to figure out how to do the right thing when things are hard and it shouldn't be this hard.